And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davey Rusman and Mickey Brennan and Davey, it was a hurling weekend um, so it kind of gave us a chance to maybe get our bearings and think about next week's uh, football finals as well that hurling is at, uh, will be going into semi-final stages now because the quarterfinals and stuff are played um, but it'll give you a chance as well Davey to regroup after, your, after the quarterfinal and semi-finals um, of the football championship because you know you need to have a good week the, uh, on final week, so you do. You're, you're trailing, actually, you're trailing by four. Ah, no, come in, on. You're trailing by four going into the final weekend. Do you want to so go over the whole season? Look, Davey, come here, it's the business end of the season. That's all that matters. They all count. If you don't win in the early rounds, you won't get to the business end of the season, Mickey. <laughs> but I think you're, I think you're forgetting... Uh, Forgetting a bit of Friday night uh, lights or Friday night fever in Corte, Mickey, for uh, Karen Ross and Saini. So it wasn't entirely a hurling weekend. There was a big, big semi-final in the Junior Championship on Friday night to be arranged. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll be getting to that uh, fairly soon. And um, how they brought that game to Corte, I, I have absolutely no idea. But uh, yeah, loads of comments coming in across social media saying how well um, it was organised in fairness to Corte and that the pitch and everything was looking immaculate. And that they had plenty of stewards and the whole the whole festival and carnival atmosphere that the, the Corte and lads uh, provided was absolutely brilliant. If there's one thing that we know uh, about the Corte and lads, they, they know how to throw a carnival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, no alcohol or anything like that, Mickey. I don't know if you were trying to imply that, but no, it was it was a really good night, even though it was uh, a horrendous night weather-wise. There was still a massive, massive crowd flocking to Corte, biggest crowd I've ever seen in Corte for a game of football. So it was brilliant. We were delighted to have it. Unfortunately, it was one-sided again, but again, we'll come to that in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, David, we're going to kick it off and we're going to go to the uh, hurling results from the weekend. As you said, they were a quarter-final stage, most of them. Um, I think there could have been a couple of semi-finals as well, but uh, Davey, you'll have all of the knowledge on the small ball. Yeah, Mickey, I suppose there was a couple of big uh, quarter-finals to be played in the Senior Hurling Championship, which took place today, Sunday, where Kiltail... Um, got over Kaline on a scoreline of 120 to Kaline's 2-8. And St. Peter's Dunboyne, who topped Group B, sailed through it, Mickey, um, were absolutely thumped by the reigning and defending champions, Trim. It finished Trim 3-20, St. Peter's Dunboyne 9 points. Um, so a massive win there for uh, for Trim and indeed for Kiltail, who take their positions in the semi-finals proper in two weeks' time. Um, I think that was it for, for the the hurling on Sunday. There was a couple of games on Saturday in the hurling. In the K Windows and Doors Junior Hurling Championship, there was a big upset 
um, where St. Peter's Dunboyne defeated Kiltail by 3-9 to 114. So one point win there for St. Peter's Dunboyne. And there was also a couple of games in the intermediate um, semi-finals, uh, or sorry, intermediate quarterfinals, I believe, where uh, Boards Mill hammered Retoth 5-20 to 5 points. And Drumree... Uh, did a number on Kildaki, 2.15 to 1.6. So two of the first teams emerging victorious on Saturday in the Hurling. Um, that was that was all the Hurling, I think, for the weekend, Mickey. And then there was the couple of football games, of course, the the um on Friday night, as we said already, Dunsany 2.17, Karen Ross 1.4, which we'll talk about in a few more minutes. But I suppose going back to the two games that took place on um on Sunday in the Hurling, there was great starts for both uh Kaline and uh St. Peter's the boys started brightly as well, but they faded. Kaline, in fact, were four points up in the early stages against Kiltail. Uh, Stephen Kelly lashed the goal in early in the day, but Kiltail, in fairness to them, aided and abetted largely by the free taking of Jack Regan. He contributed 10 points, eight of them coming from freeze. Uh, Marco Sullivan, very good with three points as well. They got to grips with what Kaline were throwing at them. In fairness, Calvin Ryan hit another goal in the first half, but their, their challenge gradually faded. I was, I was. I was disappointed with St. Peter's to buy, Mick. I'll be honest with you, because I actually thought the way Trim almost stumbled in in, in four position into the quarterfinals and St. Peter's to buy sailed through, you know, Group B, that there was a potential yeah. for maybe, if not an upset, I thought it'd be a really close run thing. But, you know, credit to Trim, they, they did a real number on uh, St. Peter's to buy. James Murray outstanding. Of course, he was a minor last year. Eight points, he contributed four of those frees in the 65. Mikey Cole and Joey Cole, the... The brothers de- uh, linking up to devastating effect. They hit two six between them, one three apiece for those two. Uh, Bino Dowling got a goal and a point. Mikey Cullen, who's been performing extremely well in the football as of late, he got two points. Uh, Sean McGee, Dylan Farland, Alan Douglas, of course, contributed a point each for St. Peter's Dunboyne. Um, Sean Quigley got four. Michael O'Grady, two. And there's a point each for Sean McGrath, Mick Carton, and Peter Doherty. But Trim, I suppose, rubber stamping their credentials and just tapping the likes to Retolt, Kildaki. And a few others on the back to say, we're not gone, lads. We're, we're still around and this is still our Jubilee Cup and uh, they're not going to give it over without a fight. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was one of the things that, you know, stood out for me on the weekend was that Dunboyne eased through Group B of the Senior Championship with five wins from five. And I really thought that, you know, and, and, and Trim kind of stumbled through and got through to the quarterfinals. Uh, I, I think they picked up the last place, actually. Um, uh, the, the, the final qualification spot trim and and they played Dunboyne and I really thought that this could have, was a big chance for Dunboyne but does that show you that there's a massive gap between the top six and group B of that uh, uh, senior championship? Yeah, there is. There absolutely is and, and realistically I suppose if you're looking at it it is almost like a senior championship in Group A and it is a bit of a upper-end intermediate championship in Group B, to be honest with you. Um, like the facts in Peterson Boyne sailed through with a 100% record and then played the four-place team. Now, in fairness, normally the four-place team wouldn't be like a, trim, uh, like a team like Trim that you come up against. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, they're going to be playing in Group A next year, St. Peterson Boyne, aren't they? So like th- that's the sort of level they need to get up at and they're going to be playing them on a weekly basis. I mean, it's it's almost catch-22 because there's four positions up for grabs in the knockout stages in Group A, whereas there's only two in Group B. But as you mentioned, Mickey, it is significantly easier in Group B because there's such a level playing field with the teams in which you're playing. It's it's an interesting one, but I, I'd agree with you wholeheartedly. There is a big golfing class. It's a bit like Proposal B um, that went to Congress. 
you know, that a Division 4, the winner of Division 4, the winner of Division 3 will get to play in the Ireland, All-Ireland proper um, in, the, in, in the last 16 or the quarterfinals or whatever way they were, they were thinking about doing it. So you can see, like, it, again, maybe there's a flaw in, in, in Proposal B, but it will be looked at again. Anyway, it wasn't voted through. Uh, unfortunately, um, it would have been nice to see a bit of change, but uh, yeah, that's the kind of idea that um, uh, is worked on in, in that hurling championship. Davy, um, we'll move on anyway. Um, we, we we'll come back to the hurling um, next week. Obviously, we will um, be running through the fixtures for the semi-finals and whatever. But uh, we did have some ladies' football finals played on the weekend as well. Yeah, there was, Mickey. The Junior D and Junior C finals uh, took place this weekend. The Junior B final will take place, um, as well as, of course, the Senior final, which is going to precede the uh, Fairy House Steel Senior final next Sunday. Great occasion that will be between St. Peter's and Boyne and Sanchestown. But I suppose on Sunday, there was, uh, I suppose, uh, following on from Super Sunday last Sunday, there was another Super Sunday of sorts as well in uh, Dungani and uh, Fergal Harney. The Mead uh, ladies PRO has sent us uh, a report of this afternoon's um, action and he saw this weekend, saw the beginning of two weekends of Keypack Club Championship finals with the um, grades D and C down for decision. Big day for Trim Ladies GFC as they were actually coming into uh, two finals showing the growth in sport and trim but also highlighting the commitment and development of the coaching within the club and the area and it was trim who uh, did a brilliant double mickey i am um, they won the junior d final first off a 318 to four point win over drumbara and that game was the first up on in noon on indungani um, and trim took on drumbara again drumbara have done brilliantly this year they've had a fantastic year but it wasn't to be um both teams went into the game with confidence but it was trim who got out of the blocks the quicker and dominated the game from start to finish by putting up an 11 point lead by half time and ending the game with a 318 to four point win. Um, there was some fantastic performances on the day from the winners, but the one nine from the corner forward, Ellen Birmingham, I can only assume she's a sister of possibly Ian, who's a dual player with the Trim Club as well, uh, was the standout player and deservedly collected the player of the match accolade. Uh, Drumbarra just didn't get going today, but they will take great encouragement after this being their first adult final in a number of years. And then later on in the day, Trim uh, capped off that double, which we've said already. It, this one was a lot closer, Mickey. They beat the amalgamation of Rakenny Slane on a scoreline of 5-6 to 4-6. Um, as, as Fergal says, game was a lot closer than the preceding game in Dungani, and the last 20 minutes saw a flurry of goals that decided the outcome of this encounter. Trim, hoping for their second adult championship final of the day went into a comfortable lead with the win in the first half scoring 3-4 with goals from corner forward Megni uh, Sholai with two goals and Shona White got a goal Durak Kenny and Slane's three points um, the game was not over by any means and in the last 20 minutes of the enthralling uh, contest, saw six goals scored. Incredible stuff. Rakenny and Slane kicked into gear, bagging four goals of their own <laughs> in the last uh, few minutes from Emma Core, Leah Riley, Eva Hunter, and Clara McKenna. But Trim netted twice through this same player, Magni Scully, I'm going to say, is it? Scully. Scully. Um, completing her hat trick and clinching the goal, which won the game at the death from full forward Shona White who bagged her second goal. So the two adult final titles go to trim a great season for the Reds and they will be the club to watch out for in 2022. And of course, as we mentioned already next uh, weekend, Mickey, it is the junior B final, which will take place Friday night at 8 PM in screen. It's the key pack junior B final, which will see Dunchocklin Royal Gales 
B team or second team. Uh, they convincingly beat Wolf Tones in the semi-finals. They'll take on Gail Column Kill, who became uh, sorry, who came out the right side of a close affair, a four-point win over Clonard the last day. Tough one to call. And then, of course, the Junior A final on Saturday. Uh, that takes place in Trim. And um, another one that should be a close affair with Screen, who will undoubtedly probably go into the game as favourites. It's their second appearance in two years. They beat Manalvi in the semi-finals last weekend. They take on a St. side who passed the determined Delique Bellustown outfit in their own semi-final. Um, so Pats have been going really, really well. Um, then moving on, the other game taking place on Saturday is, of course, the intermediate final. Um, and as Fergal tips it up to be the game of the weekend with Navin O'Mahony's meeting St. Column Kills. Um, if their semi-finals are anything to go by, it should be that and more. O'Mahony's yeah. needed extra time and then the dreaded penalty freeze to decide the outcome of the semi against Retolt. Uh, and St. Column Kills needed extra time to see off last year's finalist D-Rangers. So it promises to be another entertaining battle to see who walks away with the McKeown Cup. And then, of course, we've already built it up, Mickey, haven't we, on uh, Sunday at quarter past 12 in Park Talton. It is the eagerly anticipated meeting of St. Peter's, Dunboyne and Centralstown. Um, and as Fergal says, then we have the big one. Before I start, I would like to congratulate both county boards in making this an historic one with the two senior finals as a double header, not just in the county, but also nationally. In fairness, Mickey, I think before we go any further, that, that's it's, it's a massive sort awesome. of step forward, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's absolutely huge. And I was talking to Fergal on the phone the other day and I was just, I was congratulating him and saying absolutely brilliant and, and in fairness to both county boards, both the LGFA and the Mead County Board to come together and put the two finals on the way they have is absolutely brilliant. And great recognition for the LGFA and Mead as well. Um, you know, and after an historic year, winning the, the All-Ireland final, obviously, and, and uh, winning Division 2, and I, I, it's their just reward, you know, it really yeah. is. And maybe going forward, it would be lovely to see the two finals being played on the same day. Yeah, very much so. Um, and then Fergal goes on to preview the game, but he says back to the game and a battle of the new and the season. Dunboyne versus Centrestown. Dunboyne with their third final in three years, hoping to retain the title that they first won in 2020. Centrestown looking to win there. Well, I actually don't know, maybe their 15th senior title. <laughs> and it was uh, 2018 since the last contest of the final at this grade when they lost out to Simonstown on that occasion. Your own Simonstown Gales, Mickey. Um, there will be talent on display all over the pitch with All-Ireland champions and county teammates pitting their wits against each other. Stacey Grimes, uh, Cara Navy, Monaghan, all Centerstown and Vicky and Sarah Wall, Emma Duggan, Shelley Melia and Alison O'Sullivan from Dunboyne, of course. Um, but this game is about the collective and no one would disagree that and on form Dunboyne should claim their second senior title in a row but the season campaigners in Centerstown will not hand it to them they will fight and battle for every ball they will work hard as a unit and as well shocks can happen in sport and we've seen this year with our county team <laughs> uh, the Joe McBreen Cup uh, is not being handed out until the final whistle blows around 1.30ish next Sunday so it's all up for grabs that's a brilliant uh, preview and it most definitely whets the appetite for a terrific um, weekend of action in the ladies next weekend Mickey yeah absolutely brilliant and, and thanks to Fergal Harney as always um, absolutely brilliant from him and uh, you know maybe we'll work on trying to get him onto the podcast and, and doing it in person in, uh, soon enough yeah um, because it'd be great to to be able to ask him questions and stuff because it's hard to get to all these games as as we already say but thanks again to Fergal absolutely brilliant the previews and the reviews and um, the previews of the upcoming finals and one of the things I loved as well is that all of the 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 finals, um, the upcoming finals have been given venues outside of Dungani. 
Um, so, you know, like while Dungani is a brilliant facility and the whole lot, I do like to see the finals being played at club grounds, you know, or county grounds. And, uh, you know, Trim GAA is hosting uh, a, a couple of those finals screen and then obviously Park College. And so, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well done to all involved and best of luck to all the teams contesting the finals <coughs> next weekend. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Davy, we'll move on now and we will have a look at the upcoming fixtures because I think there might be a couple of games that are coming up that might be of interest to a few people. So uh, on Friday coming, on Friday the 5th of November, um, in the Ferry House Steel Senior Championship, the relegation final will take place in Dungani on pitch number two. And it will see Dunshockland and Navan O'Matney's face off against each other at eight o'clock, uh, with David Coldrick being the referee there. I'm I'm interested to know why that's not being that's not being played at a at a club grounds, Davy, like Ashburn or in Trim or do you know? And um, maybe it's the availability of light screen, even you know, like the screen would have been. Halfway between Navin and and, and Jocelyn. There's, I think um, there's, yeah, with screen, there's the one of the ladies' finals is Friday night, isn't it? Right, um, yeah, yeah. Which is which rules out screen, yeah. But I, I I would agree with that. I think I do like it on the Friday night because it will allow more people to get there. Seeing it's it's not going to clash with the intermediate, junior, or senior finals, so that's good. But it is a bit of a strange venue choice. But I suppose it's down to what pitches are available and I suppose able to handle games at this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also on Friday night, just to let our listeners know, the Premier Division five sorry, the Premier Division six final um will be played, and that's with Hoth against St. Peter's Dunboyne, and the venue for that one is Ashburn. So that rules Ashburn out on Friday evening, obviously, for that relegation playoff. But uh, again, is it is it me or is it every final we seem to mention? You 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 hear the word St. Peter's Dunboyne in at the moment, Jamie. It is. It's remarkable. It it literally is. It's it's incredible, and they're the favourites for every final they're going into. It's not just that they're limping into finals and they're going in as underdogs. They're red hot favourites for every final they go into, and they'll be no different next weekend in the whole host of them. Incredible yeah, won, stuff. Won the Premier Division one last week. Are in the senior final, obviously. Premier Division six against Rathhoth. Is have they got three or four adult teams? They do. Yeah. They do. Is, it, is it three or four? They have a they have three premier teams, so they have their first team and then three premier teams. And we actually come up against them. Our premier team in Carton come up against their premier team in Division Six, and it's managed by David Gallagher. And there are a whole host of young fellas who would have played minor in the last year or two. They're all being kept together in that squad. None of them are being pulled or dragged or whatever. That's the squad he's been assigned to work with, and. They're unbelievable. They're way too good for Division 6. I don't know much about Retoth. We played Retoth and they beat us as well, but I think they have a massive task. This St. Peter's Dunboyne team, to me, they're probably a Division 2 side, this sort of crop. They're unbelievable and they have big futures for the club. 
So, so their third Premier team is that in the final as well? Or? No, their, their third team. Look at to me, the, the grades were probably a little bit wrong. Their third team should probably be in Division Six, and their their fourth team should probably be in Division Two or Division Three, whatever their other team is, because um the the other team that probably struggled is is a lot older they're more kind of seasoned campaigners they're probably more fitted to dads, dads and lads team is it <laughs> yeah maybe just not quite but something of the sort whereas this young lads and i suppose at the start of the year they probably didn't know so you can't really argue with it but they're definitely better than division six and i'd fully expect them to go on and uh, justify that mm-hmm. next friday night absolutely incredible and uh yeah Dunboyne really on the best of wave there at the moment moving on to saturday and uh in the intermediate football championship the mead Farm Group uh, uh, Championship. The final will take place in Park Colchin at 2.45 um, and that will see Trim taken on Old Castle and also on uh, Saturday, but this one is at 12.45, it's also in Park Colchin. It is the junior final that will see St Vincent's taken on Dunsany. And Davey, when we're mentioning St Vincent's taking on Dunsany, we'll have to go back to Friday night for Dunsany and Karen Ross. Um, played their postponed postponed semi-final in your very own uh, court town. And it finished on Saini, two goals and 17. Can Ross, one goal and four. And it was a real rout by um, Dunsany, a 16-point victory in a semi-final. And that's a statement of, in, of intent, if ever there was. Oh, absolutely. Oh. To the onlookings and Vincent's and Cat men that were uh, there in numbers, really. It was it was everything that it appears and more, to be honest, which on a horrible night for football. You know, I, I did fancy Dunsany and the more rain that pelted down all week and, and on Friday night, it says to myself, Jesus, this is set up for Karen Ross now. You know, this is yeah. going to be a real leveller. have to say, Dunsany acquitted themselves excellently, set their stall out from the start. Um, Karen Ross actually did start okay and went into the lead briefly, but that was as good as it got. Dunsany kicked on, got a brilliant goal through Mark Brennan, 40-year-old Mark Brennan, who was drafted in for his first start of the year, Mickey, playing in his 25th year of adult football. Um, and he's now going to go into, listen to this, his sixth junior final uh, for Dunsany since the turn of the century without winning one. Um, it's it's a remarkable stat. I don't know, could you call it a remarkable achievement considering he hasn't got over the line yet? But he he belted in a brilliant goal. He followed that up by a point, a couple of extravagant celebrations, which we'll hear from him on our Loyal Royals podcast. He goes into telling us a little bit about the background of that. But the mainstays in the team were the usual suspects in the form of Owen Harkin and Pierre Fox, Mickey. The two of them were absolutely sensational linked up brilliantly throughout the night. Um, and Karen Ross were disappointed. They're much better than what they've shown. But Dunsany, take nothing away from them. They were absolutely relentless. Um, and they produced a fantastic performance of football. Probably the best that I've seen them in a long, long time. And probably the best that they've showed easily this year, probably for the last two or three years. And as you said, statement of intent for St. Vincent's next Saturday. It should be a great final. Yeah, absolutely. And we will be uh, reviewing that um, semi-final between Dunsany and Karen Ross. And we have interviews from Shane Waldron um, and Pierre Fox and Shane Waldron and Pierre Fox and Mark Brennan. Um, and they will also be previewing the, the junior final that we'll see Dunsany taking on St. Vincent. So again, head on over to our Patreon forward slash We Are Mead for your Loyal Royals podcast. We'll be doing reviews of, or sorry, we'll be doing previews of all three finals taking place next weekend. And also, um, we want to give a shout out, we'll be doing the Backwater Inn Team of the Week, the final 
Blackwater in team of the week after the, the uh, final weekend. And uh, Davey, we had our Blackwater in team of the week for round six um, or week six of the championship that included postponed games and stuff like that. And um, so we've had six weeks of championship. And last week's was absolutely brilliant. Aaron Lynch getting the top score of the week for the second week running. Uh, first time it's happened in our um, in our uh, uh, teams of the week um, and top scorers of the week. It's the first time it happened in two years. And, of course, we had our player of the week um, from week six, who was? Aki Kevin, the stalwart yeah. from Oldcastle, yeah. Yeah, so, um, of course, again, we have interviews with the two lads. And they will be going into the previews of the preview of the intermediate um, final. Um, Davy, the two lads, Packy and, and uh, Aaron Lynch, Aaron Lynch just doing it week on week. And I suppose Packy Kevin has gone under the radar a little bit, but everybody in Oldcastle knows how well Packy Kevin has been playing all year. Yeah, Mr. Consistent between the sticks doesn't look for the headlines or the you know, the, the the fairy lights or whatever it is, he just goes about his job and, and he's been absolutely outstanding. He's been such a steady influence in that defence for Oldcastle, which has definitely shored up under the stewardship of Jude McDab, probably a little bit vulnerable in years gone by, not a bit of it. And I think their semi-final win 12 points to eight over a Kenny probably further illustrates that um, he's going to be crucial going into the final. Um, and we will, of course, hear from them in the intermediate uh, final preview podcast Mickey so uh, obviously don't miss that two great entertaining figures at different probably stages of their career but they're both going into what will probably arguably be their biggest game of their lives and I include Packy Kevin in that yeah absolutely and uh, it'll be good for the two to get to know each other before the game even takes place um, they could be faced now for a little penalty you wouldn't know at some <laughs> stage <laughs> absolutely yeah you never know and uh, um, you know David we, as I said we will be previewing it over on our Loyal Royals podcast, but we will be doing our um, our predictions as well over there. And uh, I, I won't ask you just now who, who you're favouring. I'll let you think about that for a little bit longer. And uh, I think I know already who you'll be going for in that intermediate final. And Davey, and then, as we said, we were talking about Dunsany um, and their win on, uh, on Friday night. They're going to be facing off against St. Vincent's. And St. Vincent's have been the most uh, consistent team in junior uh, football this year, not even championship junior football between uh, Torching Cup and, um, and and of course the championship. And they've just been moving along nicely. They've, you know, anything that's been thrown at them, they've, uh, they, they, they've, they've dealt with it. And now they're coming up against a Dunsany side who've just kicked into form. So that's like, before, before that semi-final, I was probably erring along the side of going for St. Vincent's in the final. And then that semi-final defeat uh, by Dunsany over Karen Ross, like a, a demolition job, has kind of just now changed my, my, my train of thought a little bit. Yeah, and it's not just you. I would suggest, and this is rather unthinkable to think that uh, Vincent's are defending an unbeaten all-year record. They've got two trophies in the coffers. And they're probably going to go into the final as marginal underdogs, which is absolutely remarkable. But it just shows that in sports, you're only as good as your sort of last game. And people will probably look at the Vincent's win over Alton and they'll say it was a misfire in St. Vincent's. And versus Dunsany last Friday night were clinical. They were polished. They were just just class, really. Um, and if you're probably looking at the two semi-finals hand in hand, you would have to side with Dunsany. Um I, I'm I'm in the middle of writing up my preview for the 
for the program for the game and you know it's two bridesmaids someone's going to walk down the aisle <laughs> on, on Saturday afternoon and eventually uh, wear the dress so to speak and collect the Peter McDermott Cup so you know regardless of who it is it'll be well earned Dunsany as we said beaten in their last six finals over the last what, 20 years 21 years Vincent's appearing in the third final in, his, in four years um, it should be a special encounter and of course that classic semi-final from last year will, will still be fresh in the memories none more so than probably in Dunsany I suppose yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not going to do our prediction on that one yet. There's still a little bit of thinking to be done on that one. But when uh, you do uh, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast, you will hear the, the preview and the predictions for the junior final uh, next Saturday. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn placing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automore. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Moving on, Davy, and um, I suppose I'll move to, to Monday very quickly because on Monday the 8th in the Minor Football Championship, it is the LMFM Division 2 final and that's going to take place in Ashburn between Screen and Kalari Emmets and that's at 8 o'clock. The referee for that one is a good friend of the pod. It is Andrew Smith. And then on uh, Sunday, um, actually, um, the venue is Park Tolchin. There's no time down for this game in the Minor Football Championship. It is, of course, Donnemore Ashburn against St. Column kills. No time down for that one, Davey. Um, so we'll just have to come back to to, to that uh, minor final. But <clears throat> as we said already on Sunday, it is the big one at 2.30 in Park Tolton. It is Wolf Tones against St. Peter's Dunboyne in the senior championship final, the race to the Keaton Cup. And uh, Davey, I, I, I've been speaking to people from both camps over the last week. Um, and, you know, I think that this is going to be an intriguing final. It is, Mickey. I suppose you have two teams who uh, like have have absolutely merited their place in the final. There's no doubt about it. I think St. Peter's Dunboyne um, have been really, really good from pretty much start to finish this year. Obviously, had a lot of county players involved, but still didn't really hinder their progress uh, up until semi-final stages of, of course, the Fesh Cup. Wolf Tones were absolutely imperious, really, weren't they, in the last two cup competitions? But when it got to the finals, incidentally, mm. both of the finals played this year, they were well beaten in both, you know, at the hands of Gail Cullum Kill and your own Simonstown Gales. But looking at it with championship tinted glasses on, they've been brilliant, you know, right from the first day against Gail Cullum Kill dug out a draw, were good value for the draw. Their performances increased gradually. They went into their final game against Manalvi needing something, and mm. that was a close game for large parts of it. So a trait that's kind of come true as the year has kind of progressed is that Wolf Tones do not panic in those sort of last 10 to 15 minutes again, regardless of what's gone against them. I think their semi-final against Retote proves that when Eamon Wallace slotted in a penalty with five minutes to go to put Retote the point up. Wolf Tones never panicked. So Peter's the point in, in stark contrast have probably started the, the championship slow. You know, that draw to screen, but they progressively got better. The performance levels have increased as well. They've been missing players at various different stages. And what's pleased me the most with Dunboyne is we all know they can play the silky, beautiful brand of football that we associate with them. 
but they can also win ugly if they have to. And I think the semi-final, the best way of describing it is, is winning ugly. That's exactly what they did. It wasn't pretty. Um, yes, their performance levels will have to be improved greatly on that. But they, they've done it any which way they've been asked. And uh, obviously both of them going in unbeaten, it should make for... Um, both of them with a draw as well. You know, it's gas that yeah. they both have, what is it, three three wins each and a draw um, out of their four out. And so that's a fascinating... There's nothing between them. There, there isn't. I know the Boyne are the favourites, marginally going into it. That's probably justified, but you couldn't write off the Wolf Tones, Mikey. No, absolutely not. I think they've played five, three in the group and the quarterfinal and semi-final. Yeah, so that's right. Four, yeah. four, four wins and a draw each. Um, and, you know, um, I, I, I think it's a very, very hard one to call. Kind of contrasting styles as well. Um, you know, we've spoken about Dunboyne and their, you know, their, how, how methodical <coughs> they are and, you know, their go through the processes and, 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 and everybody knows how they play. You know, one of the games that sticks out for me was that Derrow game against Summerhill uh, in the last group game where Summerhill tried to contain them and stop them from, you know, from running away with the game. And they still won by 10 points, you know. Um, and I think Dunboyne may be back to full strength as well. You know, there was concerns that uh, that Ronan Jones may not be available, but he came on in the semi-final and then he has two weeks more to get, to get ready. So, You'd imagine that you're looking at a, a fully fit Dunboyne team against a fully fit Wolf Tones team, which will really make for uh, an entertaining game of football. It's one that we're really, really looking forward to. And um, again, we'll be giving you our predictions and our reasons for our predictions when we preview um, uh, the Senior Championship final on our Loyal Royals podcast. Uh, Davey, well, that's it. All That's all the fixtures, I think, for next weekend. So what we'll do is we'll move on now to our lottos and uh, I presume that as usual the PROs have been in contact with you they have indeed Mickey first up is a familiar um, PRO in Paul Green in Manalvi GFC and uh, their 10,000 euro jackpot last Monday night was not won so that rolls on to uh, sorry it's capped at 10,000 for again for this week 7,600 of reserve built up last week's numbers were 116, 20, 25 320 euro winners were Amy Hayes Pam Gilson and Evelyn and Connor Burke um, next draw takes place on the first, which is Monday. You can play it on Club Force app or on the Manalvi GFC.ie website. The Chocolin and Royal Gales also still going strong. Their lotto numbers were 1, 3, 22, and 23. No jackpot winner, seven match three winners who collect 30 euro each. Irene McLaughlin, Neve Dooner, Liz O'Brien, Nicola Kennedy, Tess Brown, Shane Clare, and Paddy O'Dwyer. Next draw is Monday the 1st as well at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 euro of a jackpot, 13,000 of reserve, 3,000 of a second reserve club force app for that one. Uh, my own court in GFC, 6,700 jackpot from last Friday night wasn't won. 5, 12, 24 and 30 were the numbers. The 5, 20 euro winners were Karen McManus, Sam Wright, Brian Black, Joe Lee and Maeve Burke. The jersey winner, uh, which was a Wicklow retro jersey, was Emily Morgan. And next week's jackpot rolls on to 6,800. You can play it at courtoungaa.com forward slash lotto. Oldcastle GFC getting ready for a big intermediate championship final on Saturday. will uh, have their lotto on Wednesday night, 12,000 euro jackpot. Pot, you can play that one on Club Force. Minolte, still to the best of my knowledge, the biggest in the county at 15,000, which it's currently capped at. Reserve increases by another 200, so it's at 9,600 tonight. 
uh, entries closed at eight o'clock, so you'll have missed the boat for tonight. But hopefully, it will roll on for you for another week. And um, they will also have a special online prize of fifty euro for online entries only. You can play that one on Club Force as well. And uh, the final one on my list is Gail Column Gilmicky, twelve thousand euro, which it's currently capped at. They didn't have any winner last Thursday night. Eight, ten, eleven, and twenty-eight were the numbers. Three, sorry, two match three winners who collect one hundred and fifty euro between them is. Uh, Nano McManus and Aaron Byrne, 12,000 again this Thursday night. Okay, David, the ones that I have are the usual, the Simon's Done one in from Jelly. Uh, draw from the 29th of, uh, of October, which was last Friday, it was 7,000. There was no winner, and there was only one match three, and that was Shane Carrigan. The numbers wrong were 8, 24, 25, and 32. Next Friday, uh, the 5th of November, it's 7,000. And 50 euro you can play online through the club zap or you can as we say and um, jelly always likes if you call into him and buy one of the tickets off him as he, he is on a commission there and you're helping him out uh, as best you can then on the next one area you have here is the center one and i've just lost the email Trying to find it here, Davey. Give me one second. Uh, the Centerstone Lotto is a massive 10,000 still. Uh, it's capped at 10,000 euro. Um, go on to Smart Lotto and uh, you'll be able to do their lotto there or go on to any of their social media pages. Go on to their website and the link is there in their bio. So, um, yeah, if, as we say every week, if you're not in, you can't win. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Davy, it's time to move on now to the Instagram interactive segment. And uh, I suppose it's probably a quiet weekend. The lads all availing of the weekend away or the, the, the bank holiday weekend last weekend and, and Halloween weekend this weekend. So they're just getting ready for, for, for championship final days and, and, and they're probably probably afraid to say too much at the moment yeah no there's been a few but yeah some of the key protagonists are keeping their powder dry mickey absolutely but one man who isn't and i think his year is most definitely done is mr jack walsh who's true to form and saying two in a row for the mighty shamrock rovers no half season now isn't that right pat hoban oh absolutely yeah um yeah look um i'm just wondering what's what's going to happen now jack uh are you going to be you know sending us in you know, some, some Instagram interactives about the Meeting District League or what's oh dear. That's coming to a close actually as well at the moment. So, um, you know. He'll, he'll find something, Mickey. I have to find a new topic, so he will. Uh, Joseph Shepherd Brady said, who's going to be the hero in the men's senior final? Go yeah. on, Mickey, go on. Who's it going to be? Ah, you'll have to you'll have to go over to our uh, Patreon podcast <laughs> for that one. Lyle Lyles. I'm going to talk about all that. The matchups and the players that could be the ones. We'll try and pick... Who's going, to, who's going to be the player to stand out and be the man in the match, Davey? Yeah, because that's a big uh, thing in its own respect as well. But uh, yeah, there'll be some key players in that one. Uh, Ryan Halpin uh, just said, Oldcastle to win the intermediate. Fair play, Ryan. Um, they, they don't have an, the easiest of tasks over the weekend. 
Um, I would say they're probably uh, going into the game that has the hottest favourites um, in Trim. I don't think, uh, I think that over the weekend that Trim will probably be the shortest price uh, in all three games. And that's no offence to, to Old Castle, but that's an incentive for them. Very much so, yeah, absolutely. Um, next one up is from Dara Connell, and he said, Brazzer man of the match for Rakenny Juniors. I think that's in reference to Adam Brennan, who captained uh, the Rakenny Junior or Premier side to um, a Division 5 success on Saturday against Balnebracki. Um, Adam Brennan was centre-back, so he must have put in a brilliant performance in that game. Yeah, um, well done to the Rakenny lads. They were all out in force. Uh, around Navin on uh, on Saturday evening, so um, still out celebrating that. So well done to them. And forty six year old Donald Curtis rolling back the years, Mickey, with three points as well from corner forward in that game. Ah, look, the class is permanent. Very much so. Navin Matney's in next, and they said thanks so much to all the local clubs, people, and businesses who supported Zach. Rocks Fund, which was taking place today, Sunday, Mickey. So it sounded like a great success there. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures. Uh, my own Simon's team uh, were involved. My my kids' teams were involved, but they didn't make it down for it. But absolutely brilliant uh, by Navin O'Matney's for the Zach's Rocks um, charity event there. Um, some great pictures on social media as well. And anybody who wants to uh, donate to that, I'm sure you still can. So get onto their social media pages and you'll, you'll, you'll see the links and stuff. James Cahill said Dunsany to beat Vincent's this Saturday in the junior. Look, this is one that this is one the hard. I think it's the hardest final to call um, for me over the the three finals on the weekend. It, it could go either way. This one, um, it, it's all about matchups. I think in the junior championship. Yeah, absolutely. David Ferris next in, and he said Dunboyne's men's hurling are in the attic. Watery hens. <laughs> <laughs> these attic uh, uh, contributions every week um, yeah uh, wa- look, watery hens uh, watery hens go on tell us I, I don't I think they're hens that don't produce or don't lay eggs basically you call them watery okay. hens so that's he's basically in reference to the boy not producing on the big day against Trim on the big day against Trim yeah um, look God again we spoke about that earlier on and we said uh, we really thought Dunboyne were, you know, had a great chance against Trim in this quarter final, but Trim blew them away, and it just shows us the gap, you know, that is there at the moment between um, senior A and B. In better news for Dunboyne hurlers on the weekend, Joe McQueenie said Dunboyne junior hurlers pulling off the shock of the year in beating Kiltail. Yeah, I saw that one as well, um, and that kind of was the reason that I was thinking, right, well, you know, their juniors are after pulling off this. Their, their seniors will probably do the same, but no, it wasn't to be. Um, next one in is from Tom O'Connor, and he's asking, is there any weekend passes for Saturday and Sunday games next week? I think to answer his question is no, because I've just seen the tickets for the finals, which are distributed. They're 20 quid a piece for the two double headers. So 20 quid uh, for the double header on Saturday and another 20 then if you want to go to the two games on Sunday. I didn't see any mention of a weekend pass, so I don't think that's going to be a runner for Tom and Co. Okay. Uh, next one is from Cormac Brown, and he said, Corton for Junior 2 in 2023. Corton for Junior 2 in 2023. Why not next year? Yeah. 
What, what club is he from? He's from the Bridget, so maybe they have eyes on him. Ah, him yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. He's saying that, you know, we'll take that next year and, and Cortern will be ready to take it the year after. We will see. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald next in, and he said, Brian Faulkner missing sitters again today. Um, Beanie Faulkner is actually a clubmate of mine. He plays soccer for Trim Celtic, Mickey, and he's recently become a dad for the first time. So I can only imagine the sleepless nights and having to watch Manchester United on a weekly basis, probably doing that to him, maybe. But uh, yeah. You're getting fairly brave there, CR, Mr. Arsenal. Uh, getting very brave. Great result for United at the weekend. 3 0 against Tottenham. So, you know, if you can do that. Uh, you you're playing Spurs, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. What's what, what score did you beat Spurs? 3 1. 3 1. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we we, we didn't concede against them. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's my argument. Um, Brian Faulkner, though, let's go back there. Um, yeah, so he, he plays, I, plays, I, plays a bit for Trim Celtic. Is that first, is it? Yeah, he's very good. He's a brilliant soccer player, but he's uh, obviously missed missed one or two maybe today. I haven't seen or, or been chatting to him, but uh, he's normally a great striker. He's one of the best in the league, I think, in fairness to him, and has been for a number of years. So, um, forms temporary class is permanent, as they say. I think that was the quarter final as well of the um, of the cup. Right. So yeah, yeah. So I'll have to look that one in because I know my very own Simon's team were playing Kenstown today, and I didn't see the result of that one yet. Simonstown and Kentstown. Oh, sorry, that? sorry, Kentstown and OMP. Very early, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how Simonstown. I know it was a bad year, Mickey, in terms of championship and that. I didn't know they'd completely switched sports and gone playing soccer. But when, when, when the gas season is over, the lads oh, will play a bit of soccer. Yeah, you might have a few of them. Yeah. Okay, Dara uh, Faye is next in, and he said Dundry Rob Ashburn in the junior Dundoira Abu. They did beat Dunham Ashburn by four points in the Premier Division 3 semi-final today, Mickey, where they will set up a final meeting against who? none other than Drum Condrath, who uh, they themselves bet to leak Bellustown. So Drum Condrath, the only first team who have regraded that are going to go into a Premier Final next weekend, or possibly next weekend or the following weekend against Dundry. Should be a good one. Which is, that's brilliant. And it's, it's uh, you know, Drum Condrath maybe have... Uh, you know, stumbled upon something there. It was the right thing to do. You know, if they go and win that championship, um, it could create a little bit of excitement and more players might want to, you know, get, get involved. So, yeah, um, well done to Trim Gondrath. I think it was a good move by them. That's all from Instagram Interactive this week, Mickey. Oh, it was a, it was a short enough one, was it? It was. Yeah, well, look, as we said, they're saving themselves for the finals next weekend. We have the junior final and the intermediate final on Saturday. <clears throat> and then on Sunday, we will have the senior championship final, the various team senior championship final. And we will also have the Keepak ladies senior football championship final on Sunday as a curtain raiser to the men's final, which is absolutely brilliant. So, look, we want to wish all the teams uh, playing in next weekend's finals the very, very best of luck. Um, you know, Davey, have you had anything you want to say on those finals? or Not sure. Should be a great weekend, I suppose, starting Friday night with that big relegation game between the two senior heavyweights in Navin O'Mahony's and uh, Dunchockland, then moving on to the junior intermediate on Saturday, two great finals in, in prospect, and then two classic senior finals and a historic occasion. It will be in Park Talton when the ladies' final takes place before the men's uh, senior final as well. So a huge, huge weekend. Um, and look, there's only one place to go on the week leading up to that, and that's straight across to our Loyal Royals podcast for all those in-depth previews with a few interviews along the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, looking forward to picking our final 
um, Blackwater in team of the week for the 2021 season. Uh, after all the, the the football is played next weekend and uh, the final whistle goes on Sunday evening, we'll be getting ready to uh, go through everything and pick our final Blackwater in Kells team of the week. And we want to thank Tricia and George Plunkett from the Blackwater in Kells for their continued support and sponsorship of our prizes. Um, Davy, look, that's it from this week's episode of our uh, We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why matters more.